This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. It is the Larry Kudlow Show on New Year's weekend, keeping the faith and hoping for a better and more optimistic future. Actually, we're very optimistic here, especially after that opening segment with Concha and Simone. So now we're going to talk a little about foreign policy, bring in my very dear friend, General Keith Kellogg, retired Army Lieutenant General, former National Security Advisor to Vice President Pence and President Trump. He's now the uh, AFPI America First Policy Institute co-chair of the Center for American Security and wrote a very fine book, War by Other Means, a general in the White House with a brand new hip, as I recall. Just want to see well, if you're awake first of all, you had, Well, Larry, I hope you had a good uh, Christmas and a good New Year. And yes, uh, since you're the one who drove me to the new hip, yeah, thank you very much for that. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Folks, I will say that Keith Kellogg has not only taught me a lot, he was a great pal uh, when we both worked in the White House. Uh, Keith, um, Happy New Year to you, my good friend, and it's going to be a good year. Uh, Let me just begin um, reporting in a lot of the papers, Israel attacks the Syrian airport in Damascus, uh, I guess killed or injured 11 Iranian Syrian uh, senior military, uh, these are IRG officials, uh, I find this to be an interesting story uh, for one reason, Keith Kellogg, because it was Israel that whacked Iran. It wasn't the United States. What can you tell us about this thing? Do you know much about it? Yeah, Larry, I, it was, it was a, a pretty good strike because what you were really looking at, it was, you know, it came out of the RGRC, uh, out of the, uh, from Iran. They were advising the Syrian military and they've been advising Hamas. They've been inviting Hezbollah, and, and it was a it was a good target, and the Israelis went after it. I'm a little bit disappointed, frankly, with all the strikes that are happening throughout the Middle East, from well over 100 on American personnel and also bases, that we didn't do something like that, because that would have sent a very, very clear message to Iran and the rest of the region that we're serious without us having to go into Iran and do a strike. It would have been a perfect strike for us to do it. The Israelis did it. I, I think when you when you look at what they've done, it was a it was a good hit. Uh, it was a smart hit. Uh, the trouble is, Larry, I don't believe this pushes back on the Iranians because the real they're, they're going to keep striking the Israelis because they they look at what we're doing and we're not doing very much at all. That's the reason I wish we had done it because then it would have been a very clear message. Yeah, General Keith Kellogg, that's a key point. Absolutely key point. Over 100 attacks on U.S. military assets uh, during this uh, Israeli-Hamas war. Um, Everybody is fingering Iran. I mean, even Joe Biden is fingering Iran. Uh, John Kirby fingers Iran all the time. Um, Blinken fingers Iran. And yet we don't do anything about Iran. 
And I mean, I don't understand this. I don't understand their thinking. Maybe you can illuminate that. And I'll just add on Keith Kellogg, the Houthis, what they're doing in the Red Sea and so forth, even our own allies uh, don't believe it. So what are we waiting for? Yeah, you know, Larry, you've been in the White House. We've both been in the White House, and we saw how things work in the Situation Room and in the Oval Office. And here's what this administration is doing, and it's actually it's a shell game. Uh, and what do I mean by a shell game? It's an, it's an illusion of action, and they talk about it. They say, oh, we're doing this, and we're doing that. And, it's, and it sends it out to the American people that we're trying to do something when really they're not. All they're doing is talking. They're not pulling it, you know, words uh, into, into action. And that's the, that's the mistake that you see, that I see, that anybody who's ever been involved in national security sees right away. You can talk about it all you want. And you can have the greatest capacity and capability in the military, uh, and we have a pretty good one. But if you don't have resolute action, the other side sees right through you. Now, maybe the American people aren't because they say, oh, well, look, here's what we're saying we're doing. Well, the other side says, I'm going to watch how this plays out. And that my experience has been, and, and you've seen that from being very, very close to senior decision makers inside the White House, unless you take appropriate action, adversaries who are basically despots, totalitarian leaders, terrorists, they take advantage of that. And that's what's happening right now. And I, let me give you one good example. Right now, we've talked about the Iranians, and this administration's tried to count out to the Iranians. They're enriching uranium, and this is a Wall Street Journal article that came out last week. They've accelerated mm -hmm. three times. So they're going from 60% to 90%. Why is that important? When you get to 90% enrichment of uranium, you are now weapons-grade enrichment. Uh, to, you can make an atomic nuclear bomb uh, out of it. And, and of the old JICPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, they were only authorized to go up to about 3.9%. So this is where they're heading to. And we're not even talking about it. And, and I will tell you, Larry, in 2024, if the Iranians have a capability and they develop, and they develop a nuclear weapon, it will totally destabilize the, the, the Middle East, totally. Uh, General Kellogg, if they enrich up to 90%, how soon after that would they have delivery systems? Ah, good, good question. But here's the difference. They will have an ability to, to make an atomic, or actually a nuclear weapon, but they won't have the, the, the real ability to deliver one because when you do that, you've got to mate that with the missile system, and then you've got to put a reentry vehicle on top of that. But they will, they will go find a workaround. They will basically reach out to the Russians, They'll reach out to the North Koreans to give them that capability. They won't have to develop it in-house. So I'll close that circle by saying once they have an ability to enrich to that level, make it a nuclear weapon, I think within a year they'll have a delivery system with a reentry vehicle that can at least strike anywhere in Europe and anywhere strike in the Middle East. And what that does, it ch totally changes, Larry, your decision-making calculus because now you have to deal with the state that has got an ability to use a nuclear weapon. That changes everything. We'll be living on borrowed time. At that point, with the enrichment, we'll be living on borrowed time. All this stuff about how many years it'll take to make a delivery system is nonsense. That's what you're saying. Yeah, Larry, they'll have it within a year. Um, they get to that level, and, and here's why they're going to do that. And, and I would do the same thing if I was in their shoes, because they don't know what's going to happen November 2024. But they've got to make an assumption that somebody like the Donald Trump is going to win, and he'll be come out hard. So you've got to have that capacity, that capability, before the election occurs. Mm. Because once the election occurs, then 
then it all goes into the unknown. They don't know what's going to happen next. If they knew what Biden was going to have for another four years, that would change their calculus. The North Koreans are doing exactly the same thing. The North Koreans have now tested uh, uh, the, the largest long-range uh, ICBM they've had. It's called the Wasong 18. They've had three tests this year. You know, when we were in the White House, they didn't test at all. Now they're testing time after time to be able to give them a deep strike capability. They all know that time is not on their side. They've got a year to do this, and I think they'll take advantage of it. Well, Trump uh, bankrupted them with the sanctions. That was one key factor. Biden's Biden's are giving them money. I mean, they're they're giving the enemy money. In effect, that's what the the six billion may be frozen. I don't know where the ten billion dollars is uh, stuck away in uh, some Doha bank account. I'm not sure where that is. Nobody can give me a straight answer. Uh, I haven't seen anything in the papers. But Trump bankrupted him. But I think Trump would hit them, Keith, if if they developed that enrichment capability. He would hit them. I don't, Larry. I don't think you've got an option. It's the only way you can keep the the Mideast stabilized. And I think mm-hmm. if you do it early on, you're okay to do it. Here's what you don't. Here's I, I talked to President Trump when you talk about bankrupting the Iranians. You know, there for a while. You remember the old days in, in when we were growing up. They had the March of Dimes thing on a counter where you go and you put a dime in a jar. It was pretty cool. They actually were doing that. They were sending that to their the, – uh, the Hezbollah was doing that and the Iranians were doing that. They were broke, and, and the Trump administration broke them. Now they're giving them money. But that's what that's not the only place that the Biden administration has given money. Remember, we took the money away from the Palestinians. Mm. Trump gave uh, – Biden gave it back to them. Mm. And I don't know why we keep rewarding organizations – like Hezbollah or Hamas, even the Houthis. Remember, they were on our terrorist watch list. We, they, we, we designated them a foreign terrorist organization. On the 22nd of January, days after Biden was in, the inauguration of Biden, he withdrew the foreign terrorist organization uh, designation for the Houthis. Go figure that one out. I mean, this is all public record. Just go look it up. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. And now we learned, actually, we learned two things this week. But one thing we learned that was very important was that Iran has this spy ship that's calling the shots for the Houthi attacks uh, in the Dead Sea area. And again, I see no, you know, I I listened to this Kirby, John Kirby, I don't know, maybe you know him. um, Not one whisper of enforcing the sanctions. Never a whisper. I mean, that would be a good place to start. Before we talk about military responses, the economic response to catch up for what losses they've incurred in giving the money, I don't hear anything about that. I mean, they they talk about Iran and do nothing about Iran. It's almost the worst of all possible worlds, and the rest of the world is watching and listening. Well, there, there are multiple levels, not, not just economically, right? but diplomatic and military as well. We're not going in any direction that makes sense to anybody, at least in the national security realm. I mean, you you talked about the sanctions economically. You talked about the military, any type of demarche. 
You talk about the military actions. Look, the Israelis in 2021 took out a spy ship that was in the Red Sea that was actually directing uh, military operations for the Houthis. And what the Iranians did is replace it again. I mean, that ship should have been sitting at the bottom of the Red Sea by right right now. Mm. And and we have not just taken any positive action. We talk a lot about it. John Kirby talks about it. And, and, you, and I listen to Lloyd Austin, who I know, and he comes across with really sonorous type discussions and how important this is. And we're not doing anything. It drives mm. somebody like me just nuts because I say, look, all this capacity, all this capability that we have, we're not using it. And, and the longer we don't use it, the harder it is to then use it and put everything back in place. Because people then say, well, is this just a one-off? Or are they serious? So you hit them early. They realize it's not a one-off. It's going to be continuous. But now I think our adversaries are saying, yeah, they're going to talk about it. They'll give one or two strikes, but we're not going to worry about it. We can brush those off. That's the problem, and that's the lack of credibility I currently see. General Keith Kellogg, God bless. Happy New Year. Thank you for all your service, really. Take care. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And um, other side of the break, former prosecutor Brett Tolman will talk a little bit about these disqualifications. And is Jack Smith really legal as a special counsel? I'm Kudlow, New Year's weekend. This is The Larry Kudlow Show.